And now, live from Studio One in Castlebar, it's the Jack McDonald Show. Yes. You're all very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show here on CRCFM. We're just coming up at half past ten, so we've got an hour and a half locked in. We've got some showbiz news coming up. It's a brand new segment, and uh, we've got another woman. This is going to make the second woman to appear on this program. We don't want to uh, be, you know, challenged in any kind of diversity court, so we're doing our best. It's difficult to find people, is the honest truth. But we've also got Sean O'Hora, who will be doing some of his advice. As we always say, entertainment purposes only. This is not to be taken literally. It's just uh, a bit of crack especially from Sean and myself of course we had the dating dilemma yesterday we will make sure you'll be able to listen to that in various podcasting channels over the coming uh, days and weeks Um, but of course it's time to look to the papers before we get to any of those blockbuster segments firstly uh, there's this two page pullout I just uh, chose one of them there's a two page pullout uh, I think one suffices in the sun about a wild England fan and uh, the, the kind of time of his life for those wild 24 hours apparently he is his name cited here is charlie perry uh, this is according this is published in the sun he is 25 and he was filmed putting a lit flare in his bum after boozing since 8 a.m there's also a he was also apparently filmed snorting what appears to be coke uh, the the sun have put that in quotation marks but he's filmed some sort of white powder he put a flum uh, uh, rather a uh, flare up his bum and his night seemed to end at 8am the following day. So this was the uh, apparently the hooliganism that uh, plagued the England game I mean, you know, some of the some of the scenes were not great, but at the same time, he seemed to be living life pretty well. Apparently, he has sported a 640 euro Louis Vuitton bucket hat. So um, he has also gave him a little backhander at the COVID test result and Macharina. He's apparently a roofer. And uh, obviously he, he had a few days off and he, boy, did he make use of them. He was, uh, he gave a hundred quid and went behind them. In a total, it cost him about 250 quid, apparently, to get into the game. Um, So I'm not sure what kind of means he used there. After strolling in around 6pm, he brazenly posed for photos with others in front of the famous Wembley turf before continuing his mammoth 15-hour bender. He was wearing the same headgear he was seen in earlier at Leicester Square when his dangerous antics went viral. As thousands of English fans drank and sang, there were around midday he was filmed snorting a cocaine-like substance minutes later urged on by crowds of boozing onlookers he pulled his trousers down and pull, uh, placed a flaming firework between his uh, his cheeks I suppose that of course is the story there of the English fans I don't think uh, I mean the Irish fans get pretty loud but I don't think we ever do that a a I, an Irish crisp executive did get pretty wild allegedly apparently uh, the the son goes with ex crisp exec hash sentence deferred so a former crisp company executive caught growing 39 cannabis plants without a license quote essentially for medical purposes it's a brilliant it's, it's kind of it's essentially essentially this is for medical purposes. There may be some, something else within there. Will be sentenced later this year. Andy Kyo, 64, a farmer and ex-director uh, of Kyo Crisps, grew the plants, which had a combined value of 7,800 in his greenhouse. 
uh, he, I don't know how he got nabbed for it, but apparently he, um, the, the court heard that he was simply, it was simply a gardening experiment. Kyo of Newtown Lane, Old Town County Dublin, pleaded guilty to the charges and, of course, will be sentenced on the 4th. But, you know, it's the kind of thing where I'm sure that, the, you know, they were, they were going, jeez, your man's taking a lot of crisps home, isn't he? He's taking... He's taking a lot of... Cri- I wonder why. And, um, yeah, about €7,800 worth of hash would probably create quite a need for crisps and other snacks. But speaking of uh, hash, weed, all, all the various pseudonyms, apparently it's to become much more available to the general public. This is a report in the Irish Times that says consultants can apply to register... Uh, consultants can apply to register as uh, f- as medical cannabis access scheme on on veil. So essentially, there's going to be a lot more people, younger people, calling consultants, calling any kind of doctor line they can. Going, oh, I'm very anxious. I'm oh, I'm I'm awfully anxious because um, medical consultants can now make an appointment for themselves and their patients to be registered for the medical cannabis a- uh, access program. It was announced on Thursday. So there you go. Uh, maybe, uh, of course, their their lines will be closed by this stage, but it's probably worth looking into if you have ever appeared on Jeremy Kyle, or indeed if you do grow crisps, or it seems maybe if you're just a normal person at this point. Normal people, though, very difficult to find, especially in the soap opera land. We sometimes cover this program, uh, or these programs rather, and you know uh, sometimes we get a little bit of flack for for spoiling them. Well. Uh, if you're an Emmerdale fan, shut your ears because this uh, was in the mirror this morning. Emmerdale's Faith Dingle hit by sex rumours that she's in a trouble with Eric and Brenda. This used to be a six o'clock in the afternoon show. How is this even... I don't know how this is even... How is this even a storyline that's pitched to anyone? By the way, the uh, character in question who was alleged to be in a throuple uh, given the town's gossip mill looks about 90. She looks... I mean, I don't know how anyone would think she's in a trouble, maybe a knitting trouble, but how she's in anything more than that is absolutely bizarre. Uh, So, uh, Emmerdale fans out there surely loving it. Now, if there's any Soprano fans out there, well, firstly, you've great taste, but secondly, of course, we use the Sopranos theme at the start of this show every week, or every day, rather. Well, the Sopranos have come out with a very interesting uh, tidbit. There's a very interesting Sopranos tidbit that has been unveiled because apparently James Gandolfini, the lead character, of course, Tony, uh, he was paid almost three mil- uh, $3 million, allegedly, to, to not star in The Office. So HBO paid him to not take a gig as the bumbling office manager to the uh, UK, uh, I suppose, uh, revamped version over in the US, just to keep the character alive. Of, co- of course, Gandolfini is now dead. His son will be playing a younger Tony in The Many Saints of Newark later on this year, but to be paid to do nothing is I mean it's that's an incredible gig isn't it uh, people are some people are not happy about that Conor McGregor is back in the news well I I feel like he's never left the news especially if you're listening to this program quite a bit we've almost become the Conor McGregor hour at this point McGregor of course is someone who I have I always have great time for I don't really care what anybody else um, his their opinions of him are, but they're certainly diverse and generally not not uh, not well versed or not well rounded at this point. Well, McGregor has proven how incredibly charismatic he, he is because he has taken to Instagram with a five minute video in three hours or two hours, he got two point million views. So you know he he commands numbers. That's why it, UFC two sixty four is actually trending towards one point eight million pay per view buys. 
but he didn't need to sell you anything, or maybe he was selling you a storyline, when he hopped on a mobility scooter and whizzed around his California neighborhood for about 5 minutes and 50 seconds, explaining his last few days, what he's been up to, and his injury. I've pulled about a minute of it. It is bizarre. It's one of these scooters that very old people, you know, they sell them in their mobility clinics or whatever, and over in America particularly overweight, those kind of my 600-pound life people, those, you know, they have one or two of these scooters. Well, McGregor has taken to one of these scooters. Of course, he's, he's, uh, he's immobile right now. One of his legs is, is banjaxed. So here's that clip. What's up, guys? Just had to get now to hospital. I'm not getting settled into my apartment. I'm going to be here for a while. It's close to the doctors. And they have one of these things to get around on. Keep the foot elevated. And I have this little thing to get around on. Keep a positive mindset. You know, we've got this. Look, here we go this way. I'm just extremely grateful for every single one of you. And I'm motivated to go and do this. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to come back. The leg is better than ever. I was, I was injured going into the fight. Let's, people are asking me, when was the leg broke? Uh, what, at what point did the leg break? Ask Dana White, ask the UFC, ask Dr. Davidson, the, the head doctor of the UFC. They knew I was, my leg, I had a stress fractures in my leg going into that cage. There was debate about pulling the thing out because I was sparring with no shin pads and I was kicking, I kicked the knee a few times. So I had multiple stress fractures in the shin bone above the ankle. Honestly, it's an incredibly captivating piece of footage. It's just McGregor selfie video mode recording himself as he whizz around. It looks like there's no security team. I don't know if he's in a residential neighborhood or something of that uh, degree where, you know, or some sort of a gated residence rather. But it looks just like your average run of the mill LA residence and he's whizzing around the place in this little uh, scooter. Uh, there's one or two people that kind of quietly recognize him but he's just whizzing around talking into the thing and it's it's just bizarre it's, it's a brilliant way to um, I suppose you know I, I'm not sure about all of those um, I'm not sure how injured he was coming into that fight but it's a brilliant way to convince many people anyway that is uh, Conor McGregor of course his dad actually today was rescued his dad is a, is a character in, in on himself but his dad was actually rescued his yacht had to be rescued by the Irish I suppose yacht rescuing group uh, the ORNLI apparently is the ones that you'll turn to if your yacht goes astray uh, I'm sure nobody listening to this program will don't uh, don't write that down but uh, he uh, apparently has been rescued at sea after making what was described as a classic yachtsman error um, and he has been pulled back ashore apparently the motor gave out or something to that degree pulled ashore Tony uh, Tony McGregor is uh, apparently uh, uh, yes as I say he made on Thursday he made a classic yachtsman error so that of course is the McGregor's for tonight the HSE in the most Orwellian thing I can ever describe are apparently going to link up with dating apps. Now, I kind of draw a line at this. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so, apparently, this, this is a report according to the Irish Times. HSE links up with dating apps to encourage young people to get COVID vaccine. So, Tinder, Hinge and Match, among the firms offering super likes 
to support vaccines. So the HSE has teamed up with dating brands, uh, with dating apps and brands in a new campaign to encourage young people to sign up for COVID-19 vaccines when it comes available to them. The quote, For Us All campaign, which launched on Thursday to partner with the match group dating platforms, will offer a series of benefits such as super likes and other profile boosting features for Irish app users who want to show their support for the vaccine and match people who, with people who have received the jab. Come on. I mean, I don't care how big pro-vaccine you are or whatever your stance on this is. That is a ludicrous thing. How on earth are you going to kind of, uh, you're tiering, you know, we've established, okay, fine, let's let's go and tier a dining. But come on, some, you know, two people want to hook up together because that's essentially what Tinder is. And now you're going to uh, shove the vaccine in them. It's it's like, uh, or shove the vaccine down their neck, rather. It's like uh, the, 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 of course, that pilot festival where the government had put up an announcement or a thing on the screen that says, you know, uh, share with people, then this is paraphrasing, but it's something to the effect of share with people, tell people you're having a good time. Like, I mean, George Orwell would, he didn't even know anything about Tinder, but he would be rolling in his, I'm not sure if he's rolling or dancing. I'm not sure what kind of guy he would be, but this is straight out of some sort of animal farm book. That's a ridiculous thing to, uh, you know, it's not even, you're not even waiting for an awkward conversation on Tinder if you want to talk about that. It's, uh, you're actually, you know, uh, Tom, 53, he's he's a bit of a creep, but uh, he's got two doses of AstraZeneca, so go out with him. Like, this is... Anyway, uh, of course, in just a few moments' time, we will be speaking all things entertainment news. Britney Spears is in the news. I have no clue about Britney Spears, but I'll be informed by Holly. Uh, There's a few other stories around. I think, uh, uh, what's her name? Meghan Markle is uh, teaming up with Netflix. There's there's a few uh, things, I suppose, floating around the ether, uh, none of which will involve you uh, being forced to uh, or being encouraged to put your vaccine status on Tinder. I think that's a, I think it's an absolutely bizarre thing. Of course, if you have thoughts on that, you can email studio at crcfm.ie or text 087-935-0043. Here is Oasis. Summer. Yes, you are very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show here on CRCFM. Now it's time for a bit of showbiz and we're going to Balear Clear to do that. But of course, if you have any opinions on this, text 087-935-0043 or email studio at crcfm.ie. Holly, how are things? I'm good, how are you? You're much too energetic for this uh, for this kind of hour, Holly. Uh, well, to be honest, I am actually currently in bed, but I'm still energised. <laughs> An effervescent professional, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, I, I am quite on my PJs yet, though, so I haven't that bad. But I'm chilling on my bed, and my lights are on, so I feel like at least that's giving me a bit of energy. You're pretty. You seem pretty energized as well. Yeah, I suppose you have to be at this kind of hour. Uh, but anyway, uh, Holly, there's a lot of stories to get to. We've got Britney Spears, Chrissy Teigen, Paris Hilton, and, and a load more. I think we'll probably start with Britney. That's probably the biggest story, isn't it? Britney has been taking over the news for the past while. Yeah, I mean, the whole Free Britney movement uh, came about a little while ago with a lot of her fans, you know, saying to Free Britney because she's been under this conservatorship, basically under her mainly her father's control since 2008. And basically last month, she spoke in the courts and it came out publicly what she said about being living under this conservatorship, feeling you know really restricted in her life as well. And she's back again. And um, this week she's been speaking in the courts again. And the judge has now ruled that she can appoint her own lawyer. 
um, and that her, you know, as well, she spoke to, she never kind of went into court. She's been speaking to the phone um, as well, and she had like an explosive testimony last month. Um, and she claimed this time around that, you know, things like she isn't allowed to drink coffee. That's something that she doesn't have control over. That she isn't allowed to take hair vitamins, even. Sim- such simple day-to-day things like that that she isn't allowed to do. Um, and she's also said, you know, that she wants to press charges now against her father for conservatorship abuse. And she wants her father to be removed completely from the conservatorship. And she also said, though, she's happy for the co-conservator, whose name is Jodie Montgomery, to stay. Now, Jodie is a professional conservator. She uh, runs a business with her husband as well, specialising in conservatorships. And according to People magazine as well, though, Jodie herself has made it clear in court documents that she is very much on Britney's side with all of this, which is interesting, um, because she is one of the people who's controlling it. But apparently she is very much on Britney's side and does not want Jamie to have anything to do with this as well, which is quite interesting. Are you a fan of Britney generally? I I don't know if I'd call myself a fan. Now she is pretty iconic, though. Like I'll have an old bop. You know, if her song came on in nightclub, I'd definitely be straight to the dance floor having a bop. But I've never seen her live. I wouldn't have had her posters up in my room when I was a kid or anything like that. But this does something like this kind of really makes you feel for her, though. I know you can think about, like, you know, this person is one of the most famous people, one of the most richest people in the world, and yet they have absolutely no control over their life. So it's just such a sad situation. Did you watch that documentary? Of course, there was a, there was a lot of uh, fame and infamy around that documentary only a few months ago. I'd seen it. I, I was a little conflicted on it because, of course, the uh, the dad certainly, I don't think anybody could come out of that thinking he's a great guy. But they hyped her up for the first hour. You didn't see much uh, new footage of Britney and you were kind of going, yeah, I mean, Britney's really been hard done by here. She's a normal, just normal gal who's been swept up to, into this. And then you see some of that those Instagram posts and, the, you know, that the narrator is going, she's a perfectly normal woman and she just looks a little bit gone am i wrong on that yeah no i think that's very much true and she did even say that the last time around a few weeks ago last month um you know that she said that she's been you know pretending to be happy she's been pretending that everything is okay you very much you know see that on her instagram post where she's dancing about and like putting on different outfits and smiling and laughing and pretending everything's okay but she did actually come out a little while ago and say that was completely all false and she even apologized to fans as well which is surprising saying i'm i'm sorry but that was all false uh, i'm not happy at all well there you go of course that is your britney uh, fix for this week uh, chrissy teigen is the next one up i must say i'm not generally a fan of chrissy she goes back and forth in quite a strange way she is of course kind of aligned a little with the kardashians her husband is john lennon she i believe was a model or supermodel for a period of time but she is generally quite an internet personality holly what's going on yeah, so uh, now, to be honest with you, I didn't even know who Chrissy Teigen was a few years ago. I remember all my friends were obsessed with her, and I was like, who is this person? All she is is John Legend's wife. Like, I, I was like, I don't know who she is. And she really kind of almost came into her own on Twitter. 
she is so well known for kind of clapping back at online trolls and really standing up for herself as well. But now all of her old tweets have really gotten her in some trouble. So she shared a really long post on Instagram yesterday, um, just about a month after making a public apology apology for being quote-unquote a troll herself. So she was accused by TV personality Courtney Stodden of bullying them online 10 years ago. And she's just so well known for like, clapping back at trolls herself that it's you know so strange to then see yourself going actually I was a troll and mm. for her to be called out about that after so many years as well and and it's just old tweets of her uh, from her began resurfacing over the past few months and she hasn't tweeted ne- herself in nearly a month um, and Twitter is very much like her main platform. It's where, where a lot of people got to know Chrissy. And she's now posted this lengthy statement on Instagram. Uh, she said, I feel lost. I need to find my place again. I need to snap, snap out of this. Uh, and I desperately want to communicate with you guys instead of pretending everything is okay. And she spoke about being in a cancel club because she was very much cancelled once, you know, bullying claims surrounded her. And there's been like a few different kind of controversies with Chrissy Teigen where old tweets have researched surfaced and people have been a bit like oh you're you know this is a bit uh hypocritical where you have been trolling other people and then you're always talking about being trolled yourself um and since this whole controversy started as well she was meant to be doing a voiceover role on a netflix show never have i ever she dropped out of that last month um and now i think it was earlier today it's been announced that Gigi hadid is actually taking up that role instead of her um so it's been a whole lot happening for chrissy teigen yeah, certainly a lot of harsh blows there dealt to Chrissy. I mean, but it feels like it was maybe what goes around comes around. I'm not sure if she herself cancelled anyone, but she certainly seemed to play into a little of that. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's almost like a priest being caught having a pint or something like that. It's just a little, it's, you know, what goes around comes around. Am I wrong on that? Yeah, no, I, I kind of think that, yeah, because I, I remember even seeing tweets from her before this whole thing started, and there were a few iffy things that I was seeing, like someone might ask her a question, and, in, and instead of kind of answering it, she might be a bit rude or snappy back to people on Twitter. So I started kind of turning off Chrissy Teigen a while ago, and then all of this started to come out, and it was a bit like, oh, God, okay, you're, you're not kind of the angel that we all thought that you were. Well, there you go. I suppose maybe cancelled individual of the week will probably go to Chrissy Teigen there. Of course, on the sports show, we have top user of the week and maybe it's time to make this segment of upon this uh, segment. But of course, the next one up is Olivia Coleman, a little lighter. She has essentially taken over Kerry. Yes, she is in Kerry. I mean, she. there's just so many productions being made in Ireland at the moment. Like we have... Patrick Dempsey, Amy Adams, Hugh Grant, uh, Reggae Jean Page is here, Sarah Hyland. There's just such a huge amount of Hollywood productions going on here. And everyone's seen, all of these celebrities really seem to be enjoying their time here. Loads of them are posting on Instagram and whatnot. Olivia Coleman, though, has been keeping it a bit more on the DL. Um, she was spotted filming a new film called Joyride in Kerry, off the coast of Kerry. It's a feel-good story. Um, it's about a woman and a child who strike up an unlikely friendship and they go on an adventure together. And she plays, you know, the main role as the woman in this. And uh, there's a child character, Mully, and he's played by a Kildare native as well called Charlie Reed. So they were kind of spotted filming. I think she kept it on the DL. She was wearing a blue suit, I think, and driving a Mercedes around, but that it was kept very hush-hush so far. Now, Holly, this isn't going to be another wild mountain tyne or anything like this, is it? 
I certainly hope not. <laughs> At least it's. I feel like Olivia Coleman will do better than that. You know, she's from the UK herself. I feel like she's been in good good stuff, and she was in Peep Show and things like that. I feel like this isn't going to be. This has got a lot of Irish, you know, writers and people involved in it. That I think that we'll be able to stay away from Wild Mountain Time. Now I haven't seen Wild Mountain Time yet. I've been holding off for a night where I'm like, I just need to laugh because that film looks incredibly bad that I think we all should be watching it and just taking the mick out of it. Yes, exactly. Now, uh, Paris Hilton, of course, we give so much airtime to McGregor over the last few days, but Paris Hilton is a very similar character in a completely different zone. She's not cage fighting, but she has managed to build a business and her brand really off off her and her likeness and all this kind of stuff. And she's been around for whatever, 20, 25 years. She is in the news. She's got some good news. Yeah, I mean, Paris is very much back. She really made kind of almost a comeback with um, her documentary, This Is Paris, that came out in 2020. And now she is doing her own Netflix cooking show called Cooking With Paris. I never thought I'd see the day that Paris Hilton would be doing a cooking show. Uh, It's going to show her basically, though, learning the ropes of the kitchen. She doesn't really know how to cook. Um, And so this is going to be her with... I think we all saw that. So basically came from, it was inspired by a YouTube video that she uploaded in January 2020. And it was called also Cooking with Paris. And she made a lasagna in that video. And it's about 15 minutes long. It has over 5 million views. But it shows Paris Hilton being Paris Hilton. She was like spilling the salt everywhere. She was wearing these ridiculous, crazy, fashionable sunglasses for cutting onions and then forgot to cut the onions themselves and was just wearing the sunglasses. (laughs) So it's very much, I think, that sort of vibe that Paris Hilton, you know, is what she is. And she's going to be there with some celebrity friends as well um, and learning basically how to, they said, learn to saute, sear and zest. And she's embracing her very newly domesticated side. Um, so I think it could be a bit of light entertainment, I think, more than anyone actually learning anything. Yes, I'd say that the cooking professionals, the Michelin star, will not be using the Paris Hilton uh, standard of excellence. But Holly, yourself, do you think you'll tune into this either for some tips or just for some fun? I feel like it could be a thing where after like a long week at work where you just need to relax and zone out or put something on in the background maybe a bit of Paris Hilton cooking is just what we need in our lives right now well yes exactly if anybody out there uh, has a particularly stressful time we of course would hope that you would turn to the Jack McDonald show first but Paris Hilton will have some competition for us in the coming weeks now last story Meghan Markle is back in the news and she's not chatted with Oprah or anybody else instead it's more of a producing role Yeah, it's a whole different kind of side that we're seeing of um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, that they left the whole royal family. They went off somewhat on their own. I don't know how much they can really go off on their own. Um, Then they they made this production company, Archwell Productions, and now they've signed this huge deal about 10 months ago with Netflix. Apparently, it is worth $100 million dollars their deal with Netflix is and Megan is doing her first part in it she is creating and producing a new animated series for Netflix and we know kind of Megan Markle she's very much she speaks very much about feminism and empowering young girls and everything like that something that she's kind of spoken about for years and this is very much 
a Meghan Markle type series. This is about a 12-year-old girl who finds inspiration from influential women throughout history. Um, And it's made in partnership with Netflix and with then her and Harry's production company, R12 Productions. Holly, uh, let me know about this, uh, because to me at least, if there was a a show about a strong 12-year-old guy who takes uh, inspiration from whoever, you know, uh, Will Smith, etc., etc., I think I might be a little bit uh, turned off. I remember getting a book that said, uh, How to Be a Man, and I I was insulted because I felt, well, I am a man. You know, what what are you trying to tell me, Santa Claus? Holly, would you you enjoy this program? Would you tune in? Yeah, I think, I I feel like this would be a good thing for um, young girls to watch. I think that it's shown it's apparently yeah about women throughout history and maybe maybe it's going to showcase some women that maybe a lot of people don't learn about in history books or in school um or weren't really championed during their time when they were alive so i think it could be a, a kind of cool thing for young girls to be watching and especially you know when you're seeing whatever your opinions are about the royals and whatever my opinions are i'm not you know <laughs> hugely into the royals at all but seeing Meghan Markle and someone like that if you've got like a little girl who fantasizes about being a princess or something like that and then you're seeing basically a princess making a, a, a making a production company and going out on her own and you know talking about influential women I think it could be a good thing for a young girl growing up well there you go uh, Holly again thanks so much for doing this uh, Holly all the way from Dublin Holly people can follow you in various ways TikTok I suppose is probably the main one isn't it TikTok would probably, yeah, I think be the main one. Um, I am on, now let me think, I think it is at uh, Brez, oh, Holly Breslin. That was what my <laughs> TikTok is. I, I am always so bad. I always have different variations for each platform. And then on Instagram, it's Holly underscore Breslin H-O-L-L-I there you go an expert self-promoter along with the showbiz maybe the (laughs) showbiz stuff was a little better than the promotion Holly once again thanks so much (laughs) thanks a million so that that there we had it. That was Holly with all the latest from uh, who, do, who do we have? We well we had Britney Spears to to start that off. Olivia Coleman, Paris Hilton, Meghan Markle, and all the big names. Well, uh, it's time to go to a, p- a few pieces of music, and then we're going to have Sean O'Hora. I put a lot of advice questions to him every week, but the the questions we put to him this week were much harder and were much much more in quantity. It just makes for some uh, really interesting answers. But anyway, we'll give you a bit of Kenny Rogers before we give you Sean. Well, you are very welcome back to the Jack McDonald Show here on CRCFM. Now it's time for some advice. Some of you may have some problems out there. Of course, we, as always, must mention that this is for entertainment purposes only. Do not take myself or Sean seriously, literally, or in any other regard. But with that being said, how are things, Sean? Well, Jack, how are you? I'm good. I'm very good. Now, Sean, we've got a quite a bumper segment, really, of advice to get you through. It's a little earlier that we're recording this, so uh, hopefully you're sharp and ready to go. I hope so. Let's see. Okay, so the first one. My pensioner dad is turning to drink. Dear Deirdre, I'm worried about my dad. He drinks on and off all day. He's a pensioner, so I never imagined I'd be concerned about him at this stage of his life. I think he might be depressed. Dad is 79 and mum is 78. He refuses offers of help, won't go to the doctor and can't admit that he has a problem. If he would if he would take something for his depression, then surely he wouldn't need to drink, question mark. I'm a 52-year-old man 
Mum seems so down about it and I think she's at a breaking point. On the days Dad doesn't drink, she's happy. He might go cold turkey for a week, but like clockwork, he's drinking and starts up all over again. He's never been violent, he just gets confused with the drink and sleeps. It's a terrible way to live. Sean, what should this guy do? Um, I think you should probably talk to talk to his mom. Obviously, some more about the problem, and then um, I suppose if it's an addiction, you can't really confront confront the father um, just yet. But I suppose kind of mention it on and off to him about the problem. And just what, see so, what what would that it. what would that look like? Oh, is having another one? You having another one there, pop? Or is it uh, something a little bit more serious? Are you giving them leaflets? Well, maybe just like being like, Dad, I know you've got a problem. Let's try find a way to fix it, but not to be like pushing it down the throat. And I think, oh. mm, it's a diff- It's certainly a difficult one to bring up. I mean, given the fact that he's gone... The big with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Given the fact that he's gone cold turkey one, one or two times and he's almost 80, you'd consider that he must know that, you know, having 10 pints of lager a day isn't the way to live, but he just seems in, in, engrossed by it, I suppose. Yeah, it's no way to live. Maybe maybe once or twice every so often go a bit mad is okay, but not every day of the week. And especially not at not at eighty, I think it has to wind down, doesn't it? No, I think at even at twenty four, if I if I was doing that every other week, I'd be I'd be a shell of a man that I am now. <laughs> well, uh next one I suppose, uh, if any of you out there have an alcoholic older parent, I suppose those are some thoughts there. Generally though, uh, from dear dear Deirdre, she gives the advice that basically you can't get involved really, that he has to decide to change. So yeah. fair enough. Yeah, oh makes sense. Yeah, next one. I always felt like the odd one out. Now I know I am. This is very good. Mom has just revealed that I'm adopted and I'm reeling at the news. I'm 20 and although I always got on well with my family, the people I thought that were my parents and my two older brothers who are 23 and 25, I've always also felt like the odd one out. I don't look anything like the others. I'm fair and tall while everyone else is dark and small. My brothers are both artistic while I'm sporty and practical. Whenever I mentioned this, mum said it was just a generic quirk. But the other day I was up in the loft looking for something when I found my birth cert and learned the truth. I confronted mum asking why she'd lied. She cried and said she'd hidden my adoption from me because she wanted me to feel like part of the family. I never, now I feel betrayed and angry. I don't know who I am. What do I do? Sean, I don't presume you're adopted. Uh, no, nowhere near, believe me. Um, what jazz? Um, I suppose, look, um, if he wants to try to look for his birth parents and try to get that information off the mother, off the mother and father and see, like, where they are, why the reason he was adopted and um, stuff like that. And then... At 20, does does he have a right to feel, or she, do they have a right to feel angry about this? Because... 20 is a, it's a long time to go. You know, you'd think they'd break the news a little earlier. Is, you know, do do they have the, is it their position or, or their choice? Do, are they allowed to make the choice to not tell them? At 20, surely they should have told them. No, you should, should have told them, I'd say, around when they became an adult, like at 18, you would have told them then, I suppose. Um, terrible when you're not in that situation yourself, to know what to say, but... Um, no, I think trying to, like, for him to be able to find the parents and then, uh, 
do you, you think know, it's a do you think it's a good idea to to hunt down the biological parents? I mean, they're kind of sending a very clear signal, aren't they? They're saying, yeah, we don't we don't really want to see you. Yeah, I know. Just just the reasons. Like I know that was myself. I don't find out why. Just the way I am. I'd be like, wow, what's the reason behind this? You know. You'd be searching on LinkedIn and Facebook and all that kind of thing. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be if you found a name, I guarantee, especially in the same age, you'd be like going to search bears and everything. You'd, you'd probably find something. Mm. There's family tree apps and everything now. Like you can find them more now than you ever could. I think. I think it's also bizarre that they mentioned that uh, the whole family is this kind of these small little people and they're this monster, you know, this huge monster. Um, uh, so, yeah, 20, uh, 20 seems a little late to crack the egg, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Very late. It's just, you just like, realize, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, the Deirdre says, try not to write off the care and love your adoptive parents have shown you. Adoptive parents are now encouraged to share the truth with their adoptive child as early as possible. But your parents meant well. Uh, in time, your anger will fade. Blah, 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 blah. Essentially, kind of get on with it. She doesn't even mention hunting down the, I suppose, the biological parents. So that's uh, that's today's star. Now, we've got a few more. Very interesting one, this one. It's less, I suppose, relationship-based. This is a online, it's some guy from India. He's 18 and he's a male in India and he's moving over to the Western world and he's looking for some advice because we, you know, he described ourselves as much more civilized and he's looking to, for some advice on, you know, I suppose how to uh, wash, how to dress, how to, how to live in the Western world. Sean, have you mastered this yet? Ah, yeah, I'm getting there, I suppose. Make sure to always look the part and um, dress well and be very sociable and get chatting to people and build up a network of of friends as quick as you can. I suppose that's what I do when I went to college. Like, I went straight in. First day I went, I met, met one lad and I've been chatting to him every, like, pretty much every day and four years later, like, so just to get in and meet people and find stuff you have in common, then you're going to, like, meet more people and through that you might come across, like, different jobs or different people doing different things and you'd be able to expand your um, your network a bit more. Get into hobbies, knitting, boxing, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm. I know like I know football would be big in India, like so if you get into like a soccer club or something, just meet people that way and things like that would be the best idea, I think. Yeah, and I suppose the fact that he's coming to the Western world is obviously a big bonus. Next one up uh, this is the story of somebody again writing in online to say that they are looking to bring up weight loss to their mother without sounding rude. So this is this is an excellent one. I love my mother with my entire heart. Her weight has always been a problem. She got gastric bypass surgery a few years ago, yet she still hasn't done much to lose the weight. Now, with COVID on the rise, she struggles terribly. She struggles, of course, as well with the leftover effects and has a hard time breathing. But what really made me think about it is the fact that she could not fit into the passenger seat of my car the other day. It may be just that my car is small, in brackets mini coupe, but it broke my heart to watch her struggle like this. The problem with me telling her is that she tends to take things to heart, and when she makes an effort to lose weight, she finds excuses to eventually stop herself from committing to anything. Growth and change is not found in comfort, and my mom is a perfect example of why. Considering what I have told you, how do I talk to her about this? Sean! You're stepping on a landmine here, but that's why you agreed to come on the Jack McDonald's show. 
How do we do this? Oh my gosh. Um, it doesn't say it doesn't have any siblings, no? <laughs> doesn't, no, it doesn't say much about the siblings. It, it specifies a mini coop, which is apparently too uh, tight an entrance to fit through. And that's the, that's the main thing. She's already gone down the medical route of the gastric bypass uh, surgery. So... Yeah, I mean, this is this is a lot about self-will, no more than the pensioner drinking away his pension at eighty. This is a this is a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, everyone kind of, like I suppose just kind of have to try find the find the motivation and why you want to go and lose and lose that way. I suppose especially have to fit in the pattern and see the hair. Yeah, that is mad. Physically, you mightn't be able. Do you, know, you ever watch them like programs in America and they're on but like people that are an absolute size and a half and they're like they're like they're my 600 pound life and all this kind of thing and they just wash yeah, themselves yeah. with sticks maybe, like, genuine, maybe she physically can't and it's always move. great with those programs because there's usually usually either a, a huge woman and this kind of small meek fella or this a huge man and a small meek woman they, they're always it, it, opposed it, it's, it's never two of the same size yeah. no uh, so and they, you know what the 600 pound people they always have a partner they always have a girlfriend boyfriend husband and wife and you're going I mean what's the dating strategy these people employ I, we'll have to bring that up with Kevin and Kira on the dating dilemma but back to this and that actually does have some relevance here because of course the mother can't be living much of a life if she can't even sit into a car I mean she can't go many places she can't do much like maybe that's what you have to appeal to her kind of show her that the things she's missing out in in life yeah like simple things like you know, going to like the beach or going for dinner you know going and meeting people and stuff because I imagine if you're that size you're not exactly going to meet people that, that makes sense so it's kind of be able to live your life a bit more by cutting down on the pounds <laughs> there you go so uh, Weight Watchers if you see an influx uh, in customers tomorrow morning you'll know why this program driving numbers okay next one Sean this is a little less landminey my hobbies are not interesting anymore video games aren't fun reading books is a forced activity TV makes me cringe the only time I feel excited is watching a game of my favorite team and when I go for bike rides with my friends life just doesn't feel as fun as before Sean um no, I suppose a COVID, other hobbies have kind of gotten stale and stuff as well. So it's about falling back into love with them, I suppose, and trying different things. I know before this all started, I wouldn't have had much interest. I used to be a massive Man United fan. And then with um, just with college and stuff, I kind of left that behind and focused mainly on the on the club Gaelic team and the male, male seniors. Like just um, as an example, with COVID now, I've started watching watching all the Euros, all the Man United games and Rashford and everything's going on there. So um, I suppose you find something that makes you get back into it. Obviously not as big as the pandemic, but I find stuff that, you, that would make you more interested to do different things. And there's always a different hobbies out there, like the amount of sports and like music, like some types of, types of music and that kind of thing. So just so much. Is there things Wait. that you were interested in as a young nipper that now uh, have faded away? Um... A small bit. There's actually there's been a few TV shows I used to love when I was little. And then um, I used to love. I used to watch them really on repeat. And then when I was in college and stuff, I just stopped watching them. And then when everything that happened last year, 
I fell back in love with him again. So that's what. What I shows did. are we talking about here? Not Bear in the Big Blue House or anything like that. Oh, no. when I was about 15, 16, I used to love Scrubs. That show about the American American doctors, JD, and I used to watch it on repeat, Comedy Central when I was younger. Like I used to love it. I used to watch something else. It was it used to be Scrubs, the Champions League, more Scrubs, bed. <laughs> <laughs> literally. So um, no, that that would be one other kind of movie. Fall back over. I still watch now if I get bored. Throw it on all four. Like, nice. In in terms of in terms of hobbies, then do you think there's a way for these people to? Uh, I suppose you kind of just have to dive in, don't you? As you uh, were talking about going to college, you kind of just have to dive in at a certain point. Yeah, I just gotta find something. Black Christ. Heck it, I'm gonna do it. And um, there's little things I've been trying to do that I haven't um, gotten around to doing yet. Just with them, everything's been going on with me lately. So. Hopefully, once I get settled as well, you get into a new hobby. How about learning the guitar? So that's part of the plan. Well, you've got a full-time <laughs> job. You're you're a radio big shot. Uh, you you have a segment on the biggest uh, radio show in Castle Bar. I mean, you're a busy man, Sean. I'm uh, moving county. Yeah, I'm busy enough. <laughs> okay, last one, and this is this is the cherry on top. So, Sean, I think you were moving around there. You're going to want to be sitting down for this one. So, my next door neighbor was found dead in his apartment. <laughs> After being dead for almost two weeks in mid-July, I'm just really unsettled and stressed. Essentially, this person has found their dead, uh, found out that the person living beside them for many weeks was dead and they have been really freaked out. They say, I guess what freaks me out is that I'm afraid of smelling the dead body smell again, God, and fear like I'm being watched constantly. Also, I'm freaked out that his dead body was 15 to 20 feet from me for the last two weeks and I had no idea. I don't believe in ghosts, but around what when he died, things have really been falling randomly into place in my apartment to the point several times I thought that something broke because of how much was falling. Last night after he was found it was so stormy and the doors to the building opened to air out. My door knocker kept moving, the sounds upstairs, the neighbor freaked me out and essentially this this person is shaken to the core because as I say the neighbor next next door has croaked it and has been dead for two or three weeks. Sean? Move house. <laughs> that sounds Go, yeah. That's Move yeah. neighborhood. country. It's get out of there and forget about it. Because oh, I would live that and stuff. Oh my gosh. That's actually crazy. That yeah, is, move house. It is get out as quick as you can. It is crazy to uh yeah, to be living beside a dead person for weeks on end. Yourself, uh, Sean, you've recently moved house. How did you find that experience? Um, well, the move hasn't happened yet. I'm working up there at the minute and moving next Sunday. But uh, and, and have you checked the neighbours? Have you knocked in, maybe dropped off a pack of biscuits? Uh, no, I didn't see any of them now the day I was looking. But um, oh, I trust them out, Marie. Yeah, yeah, you want, yeah, you want to be careful because um, this person obviously has, uh, yeah, has has gone through a time. Well. That was Sean O'Hora with the advice column. Sean, of course, is here every week to lay down whatever problems you have. If you email us at studio at crcfm.ie or contact us in the various social channels, maybe something a little lighter than a dead neighbor or an alcoholic uh, pensioner father, but we're open to anything and everything, as Sean has often displayed. Thanks so much, Sean. No bother, Jack. We'll be back after this. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Over the last 15 months, I'm sure we've all had a little of that. Well, BetterHelp is here to step in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under just 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not locally be available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free of charge to change counsellors if needed. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. It's more affordable than traditional online counselling and financial aid is available. So you're going to visit their website at betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to check out the testimonials that are posted daily. And if you want to avail of the special offer provided by BetterHelp to listeners of The Jack McDonald Show, go to betterhelp.com forward slash TJMS to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash TJMS. Support for The Jack McDonald Show is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming needs. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Now, Manscaped have just launched in Ireland, and we've gone years over here without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in Ireland to experience their life-changing products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you it's premium, I mean premium. The battery will last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents with their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. I've got it here in my hand. And while I don't know a lot about trimmers, it certainly is premium. Plus, the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED, LED light, which illuminates areas for your choice. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TJMS at manscaped.com. So that's 20% off and free shipping with the code TJMS when you go to manscaped.com. As I say, that's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code TJMS. Yes, thank you, Laura. Of course, this is the last uh, last few moments before we go for the weekend. So, as always, uh, wishing you a great weekend. Of course, we have uh, Friday to complete and then it's on to Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, that's how a week works. The sports show, of course, is on, I believe, from 1 to 5. Stephen Grealis is in the hot seat. Keeving has gone to Albania. So, we'll see uh, how, how that all turns out. Of course, everybody out there, um, we will be back here on Monday for many more weeks of uh, bizarre craziness if you ever have a story or something you want to contribute to the program the best way to do that is studio at crcfm.ie but as always i want you to enjoy the weekend it's going to be a good one i think it's supposed to be hot or cold or something anyway like that uh, but as as always we always go to the we always go to the weekend with a classic and uh, 
This weekend is no different. This is the godfather of soul, James Brown, with The Boss. See you Monday.